Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Walk Through the Multiverse. I'm your host, Joe. And this show is part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network with eight shows in total. You can find all of them in the show notes. We have a Patreon. So if you would like to give us your hard-earned money, we would greatly appreciate that. You don't have to, though. It's it's all good. Uh, but if you do, we've got two tiers. First tier is a dollar, and it's just a nice little thank you. You appreciate what, what we're doing, and you just want to show that appreciation with your money. Um... We also have a $5 tier, which will get you ad-free content, early access to content, and Patreon-exclusive content. Um, we are working on a ton of stuff for the patrons. Uh, I know myself and Travis over at DC Alliance, we were doing DC films through the years. Chris and Brent over at Marvel Alliance are doing We Can Watch This All Day, covering uh, the MCU movies. I have also been putting out uh, Multiverse Minutes, which currently is going through the summer movies, uh, some of my favorite summer movies. Um, and I need to make up for that because apparently I thought I was putting stuff out in June and I totally forgot. Uh, June was a messed up month for me. I'm very busy. So, that being said, uh, thank you guys for checking out this episode. 
today I'm going to be talking about the live-action Full Metal Alchemist movie uh, on Netflix. This movie came out in 2017. Was uh, it, it's all Japanese cast. It was. It came out in Japan, and then internationally, Netflix had the right to distribute it. So that's why it came out. I think it actually hit Netflix in this. No, it was December of 17 when it came out. I think it hit Netflix probably like February or March of uh, 2018. Uh, I could be a little wrong on that. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but I know it came out. Um, yeah, February. Sorry. And it was couched as a Netflix original movie. Now, I was very... When I saw it was Netflix original movie, I got, I got concerned. Because the last Netflix original movie I watched, based off an anime, was Death Note. That I want to say came out in 2018. Might have been 2019. And that movie... That was a bad adaptation. Um, Yeah. Had high hopes for that. Willem Dafoe as Ryuk. It was like, that's going to be awesome. No. No, it was it was not awesome. It was actually very bad. Um, and so, what better way to torture myself than maybe watch that in the coming future? Because why not? Uh, now, to be... Okay, so to be fair, I haven't watched a ton of live-action adaptations. The ones I have watched, uh, they're... <laughs> uh, I did watch The Last Airbender from whenever that was. And that one was terrible because it was just bad. Um, but I'd also know that in, what was it? 2010, 2011. I don't remember. There was, uh, a couple live action Japanese cast, uh, adaptations of death note. And I do want to watch those again. I think I actually might have to rent those, but I think I will watch those for, uh, some upcoming episodes because I, I did watch them and they were good. I actually enjoyed them. Um, it was one of those things where, like, the dialogue, which I believe for that they got the voice actors from the anime, the American dubbed anime, to dub over the uh, voice voices for the live action. Uh, something similar happened here. For the Full Metal Alchemist, they've got the voice actors, the English voice actors, uh, of Ed, Al, and Winery to dub their voices over the Japanese for for this adaptation. Um, that being said, I want to do this now because in a few months, One Piece is going to be hitting Netflix as a Netflix original series. And while it's not a... Japanese cast and then English dubbed. This is full on English cast. If I'm being honest, the trailer does not make me excited for the show. I'm a huge One Piece fan. And this trailer for the One Piece live action 
TV show did not do it justice. And um, it has me a little worried with some of the scenes. Um, they also <laughs> put out not too long ago the budget for like the episodes and the episodes averaged about 18 million and it was put up again. I saw a picture of like, Oh, on um, like, what was it? Uh, Mandalorian. Those were only like 19 million episode. And I think there was one of the Marvel shows was like 17 million episode. And in my head, I'm like, that's not the win that you guys think it is. Like those were good with a big production, you know, company behind them. Um, this is Netflix and Netflix is not what it was, you know, 15, 20 years ago when it had a ton of money. It's, it's, this does not have the money it needs. So I, I don't know. I know Netflix has been trying to, uh, to find another hit because stranger things is ending next with the final season, uh, season five. And that was, that was a big, big moneymaker for them. But like Witcher has been up and down with Henry Cavill leaving that. Like that's, I think gonna, I don't want to say it's going to tank, but it's not going to do what they think. Um, I'm trying to think of any other Netflix originals that they had. I guess Big Mouth was, was pretty big, but I, I never got around to watching that. And apparently it got uh, a lot, some backlash on it. I, I don't know. Cause I'd never watched it. So I don't know the con- controversy, but this one, so Netflix needs a win. Okay. Uh, and I don't think one piece is going to be it. If I'm being honest, cause I could, I could tell you 100% that lock and key was not it. And that only got three seasons. Uh, lost in space. Wasn't it? Although it got three seasons and I did enjoy them. There was some issues with that. And maybe I'll do a, a full lost in space coverage in the future. Uh, 2024. We're going to be trying to find some content if I'm being honest. And, as long as Netflix doesn't pull it off of uh, the streaming service, that'll be there for me to to watch and, and, and talk about. But because I'm talking about fu- uh, Full Metal Alchemist, <laughs> Futurama, that's a different episode coming up, maybe. Uh, but I'm talking about Full Metal Alchemist, and this is a show, well, manga, that I, I read a lot. Um, back when the show was coming out, the first season, first series was coming out. I was reading the manga like along with it. And I actually kept reading it whenever a new one was released at the time. I'd go back, go to the library, grab everything, reread everything. Um, and so I, this was way back in the early two thousands though. Uh, and I, I forgotten a lot of it. So I know at one point though, the show had caught up with the manga being released in Japan and they decided to go their own route with the story they were telling while the manga kept going uh, its own way. And so the show ended, I think the first series had like 51 episodes, maybe 52. Uh, It had a movie. And so it was, it was a good story for what, uh, what they had. Oh yeah, the basis of Full Metal Alchemist. I should probably throw this out there. Uh, these two brothers, Ed and Al. Uh, Ed is the he works for the state of 
of this world and uh he's he's a alchemist and each alchemist that works for the state government has a moniker that go with him he is known as the full metal alchemist and when him and his brother al alphonse were younger uh their mom died and they were they were gifted alchemists back then uh they tried to bring her back with alchemy they try human transmutation in doing so al loses his body ed loses his arm no he loses his leg and then to get his brother back he sacrifices his arm but the thing is that he got his brother back and he he was able to get his soul back and he was able to attach his soul to a suit of armor so when ed grows up he now has a uh um oh what do they call it he, he's got a metal arm and a metal leg and um so he that's he is a talented alchemist he becomes the youngest state alchemist to join the military um and so he gets the moniker full metal alchemist the entire premise of the show ed and al are going around the country trying to find the philosopher's stone because legend has it that the philosopher's stone will defy the rules of alchemy and you can make anything with it. Um, the, the, the basic rules of alchemy is you can transmute one thing into another, as long as the properties match. So like if a table's broken and I have all the pieces, I can transmute the broken pieces back into a table. However, I can't transmute a rock into gold. That defies alchemy, defies science, and it's just an impossibility. The Philosopher's Stone lets you bypass that. It, it bypasses the rules, and you can make gold from a rock. But Ed and Al are searching for the Philosopher's Stone to try and get Al's body back. And so that's the basis of the show. Um, and I know in the first series, uh, that is majority of it. Once they find out, like the Philosopher's Stone um, happens, like it becomes a major player in both uh, both series of Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, and once they, and even heck, even the movie. But once they find out about the Philosopher's Stone and how it comes about, they decide that they're going to find another way to um, get Al's body back. And I'll explain a little bit of that uh, as this progresses, because this movie is, is actually written by the creator. Um, what is his name? Excuse me. Uh, Hiromu Arakawa. So that was, he's the creator from the alchemist. He wrote the story for this movie. So having him on is is wonderful. Actually, I think if I am correct, uh, most of the creators of these popular mangas usually have a hand in one the series, but two any adaptations like film adaptations or apparently even live action adaptations of their characters, which I think is something that's awesome. Um, I know. Here in in the Western uh, storytelling, 
most most creators don't have a say only because uh, a lot of them have passed away. But depending on the story elements that they choose from, a lot of them will be able to have an input. It may not be a ton of input. Like, I'm not... Like, you're not going to have... Um, well, let's see a good example. So, BVS, Batman vs. Superman. When Doomsday shows up, I'm sure that they had Roger Stern and Dan Jurgens. Uh, they had them on as consultants for, for some of the story elements. But the movie itself was written by, I think, David Goyer. So... You know, it, it, you can't. You, this Full Metal Alchemist story is written by the writer, written by the creator. So, I, 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 Japan does a good job about that, whereas the Western Americans do not, uh, or just can't, depending on, you know, circumstances. Um, so, so that's the basis of, of the first Full Metal, well, Full Metal Alchemist in general, the first season, the first series is those two doing that. There is a a character named Scar that they run into early on, and then he becomes a big protagonist throughout the whole series, um, or that first series. And things get kind of buck wild, if I'm being honest. And this, I'm also trying to do this from memory, remember a lot of that from memory, because I haven't seen that first season in well over two decades. The reason being, when that season ended and the manga kept going, and it was its own story, it everything that was in elements that were in the show showed up a little bit, not much, but a little bit in the manga. But the manga itself was wonderful, so much so that when the manga was done, or I think close to being done, they rebooted the anime calling it Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and they followed the manga closer to the point where there were characters introduced in, like, I don't know, chapter 20 that play a significant role through the rest of the series that did not show up whatsoever in the first Full Metal Alchemist anime. So whenever I do watch the show... I tend to watch Brotherhood because Brotherhood is just a better adaptation of the manga. I mean, honestly, I just, anymore, I just read manga. Like, I've got the box set of Full My Alchemist sitting on my shelf. So I just, I would just read that. But um, the basis of this one is very similar, except, uh, very similar to the first series, except they expand on it. They bring in other countries around the uh the this world and are um uh, you know bringing a ton more characters it's just a better brotherhood's a better adaptation it's it's just a better story and honestly the manga itself like i said is just a great great series so i say all that to then go into this movie and I'll be honest, um, I started watching this thinking that I haven't seen it before. Apparently I did, and I don't have any memory of it, but then I'm getting to a few certain parts, and I'm like, 
oh, I remember this. Like, this is very familiar. There's a there's a part at the end with some uh, dummies that start happening. And I'm like, this looks very familiar. Uh, and then when it starts playing, I'm like, okay, no, I definitely watch this. I definitely watch this probably sometime in 2018 when it came out. And I just, I wiped it from my mind, which is very interesting because this actually wasn't a bad adaptation. Um, is it a faithful ad- adaptation? No, no. There are some elements missing, um, but there are two sequels. And I think that the missing elements from this point, from this movie, obviously play a bigger part in at least the sequel. Well, and I'll, I'll just say this. One of the missing elements is Scar. Scar is a character who is a survivor of a war in this country uh, or in this, on this, not in this country. Well, yeah, it is this country. The country is, is pretty big. Uh, It's divided up into different sections. Um, There was a war in Ishval and he is an Ishvalian and he's a survivor of this war. And early on in the manga, he shows up and becomes a protagonist, sorry, antagonist to uh, Ed and Al, actually. He didn't show up in this movie. And I think it's because the sequel uh, is called The Revenge of Scar. So pretty sure he's going to show up in the next one. I'd be surprised if he didn't, especially if it's called the revenge of scar. So, um, yeah, but I, I am going to talk about two and three, uh, you know, next couple episodes. So, I mean, if you guys want, you know, we're going to go ahead and take uh, our first ad break and then I'm going to go, uh, maybe not like plot point by plot point or scene by scene, but I'm going to be talking about the, the movie here after the ad break. So if you guys want, go check it out. It's on Netflix. It's like two hours and 15 minutes. It's a bit long and they do shove a lot in this there. It's practically mm, like there's, you know, there's arcs like there's, there's uh acts, but at the same time, it also, if you've watched the anime, you definitely know, like you feel you, you know what you're seeing, um, and I'll I'll say this: it felt like the first twenty episodes shoved into a two hour movie, and that's that's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing, but it's not a good thing because, like I said earlier, you're gonna miss some stuff. Um, but let's go ahead and take an ad break, and then when I get back, we'll go full spoilers. Uh, so. This is your opportunity. If you want to go watch the movie, go watch it. Uh, you know, pause this, come back to it. If you don't watch, don't want to watch it, that's fine. I'm gonna go full spoilers after. Um, so yeah, here's here is your ad break. We don't get to control the ads, how many times they repeat themselves, or uh, how loud they are. So here's your three account to get those volume levels and your fast forward button ready. I mean, who all, who lists the ads anymore? Let's be honest. Uh, but here we go. Three, two, one.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. All right. So I want to start out by, hell, I'll just get it out of the way. The CGI in this movie is kind of all over the place, but it doesn't look bad. Um, I say that, but uh, it's, okay, so right off the top, Alphonse is a walking, talking suit of armor. Nobody in it. He looks good. The armor looks good. Uh, you know, to the point where it, I, I, I believe that the suit of armor is, is there. Like it, it looks wonderful, but there are moments like in the very beginning, Ed and Al are 
chasing after this this sham priest in the city and uh well this is after we get the the beginning where mom dies they try to transmute a human soul you know human back and everything goes wiry and i also want to say like kid actors child actors are you know it i'm not saying that American child actors are better than Japanese child actors. And also, it's one of those things where the voices didn't seem to match the the bodies. It was weird. There's also, I remember seeing way back when, when, you know, they do voice acting. Actors, not only are they given dialogue, which has been translated... Uh, but they also tend to fill in dialogue. So, like, they try to match the line, uh, have the line match lip movement. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, this is one in particular where there was a lot of dialogue that, especially the earlier ones, where the dialogue wasn't matching the lip movement. And I feel like they, you know, they could have either done a better job or like that one more moment there when their mom, you know, dies. And now they're just like, mother, mother. Like it just, it sounded like instead of yelling, like yelling mom, like uh, kind of thing. And, and I don't want to compare it to the anime, but, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, that's my basis. So chances are I will be comparing it from time to time. But at the same time, it's been forever since I've seen the anime. So I can't fully compare it. However, this opening scene with them, t you know, watching their mom die. There were moments where I was like, meh, could have been better. But, you know, you get what you get. After all that, we, we go to Ed now. They're, you know, adults air quotes adults now chasing after this sham priest, like I said, in this city. And he has a philosopher's stone, which is why Ed is trying to go after him. And there are moments where the, the, the priest, uh, pastor, I don't know where you'll call him. Uh, he's using it and making these pillars come out of the buildings to try and crush Ed as he's running through. That doesn't look good. And then five minutes later, he makes these like pillar, not pillar, these like brick dogs out of the ground and out of the walls attack Ed. And they look awesome. They actually look pretty good. So the like the the CGI, the special effects, up and down. Um at the very end, there's a moment where these these dummies um, get multiple philosopher stones put in them, and they basically become immortal, like an immortal army. Uh, and they're like hanging, I don't know, a good like mile above the the on the ceiling. And when they get these stones infused in them, they come falling down and they hit the ground like ragdoll. And then they like stand up. Now, when they're falling down, they hit 
looks terrible. When they stand up, it looks good. So I don't know why. Uh, and then there's moments where they're walking and it looks fine. Doesn't look the greatest, but it looks fine. Um, so I don't know why some of the CGI looks good at parts and some look terrible. And I can't say I can overlook it because obviously it was a, a moment that stood out to me. But Al in the suit of armor looked amazing. Start to finish looked awesome. Um, another fun thing, like after all that plays out, uh, we get introduced to a couple more characters, uh, Colonel Mustang and Rizzo Hawkeye, who are the uh, not subordinates, what the superiors of of Ed. I mean, Colonel Mustang is he's the one that's kind of like, in a way, like sponsored Ed. Like he's the one that got found him and got him to take the test to become a state alchemist. Uh, he knows all about how Ed wants to find the Philosopher's Stone to save his brother and bring his brother back. And he's uh, on board. Like, he will let him do it to an extent. Uh, when we when he, we see him, he is basically coming into the city to arrest Ed, sort of, for the destruction of the city, just basically running around and destroying everything. The pastor basically gets outed, and then he um, leaves. He like He's able to escape. Uh, and we're going to see where he ends up here in a minute. But the whole thing with, with Ed, it's not that he was getting arrested. It, like He was being detained, but it's all just to be like, look, you, you messed up the town. Who's going to fix this? And I mean, it ends up Al has to fix all of it. He's the one that stays back and is putting everything back. And this is where we get the explanation about uh, alchemy. Because one of the uh, one of the citizens, when his his uh, cart gets destroyed, he's like, "Hey man, can't you uh, can't you give me like a marble cart? That way it will never get destroyed again." And Al has to explain, "No, I have I need similar properties to make a similar uh, m- uh, a table or a, a similar object." So. So yeah, there's there's that. Um, we also get introduced to Winery. Uh, Winery is Ed and Al's oldest childhood friend. Uh, she also is uh, Ed's auto male. That's what it's called. Uh, he is she is Ed's auto male mechanic. Um, she built the arm and the leg for him, uh, and it's like top of the line, best best there is. So when. He is fighting and he, uh, you know, he, he uses his arm. His arm gets scraped up by some of the the monster brick dogs. And she like freaks out because it's, it's her work. And I I love, he like, he apologizes, but it's it's the, um, stereotypical, like, Oh, I'm sorry, whatever. I didn't mean to do it, blah, blah, blah. But it's great because, uh, when he first sees Winery, he is scared. He's like, oh God, she's got kill me kind of thing. Uh, we're also introduced to May Hughes, who I love uh, in the anime. He is a... So just think of, for anybody who has seen the latest Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, he is uh, Peter B. Parker 
and you know how he is always like, oh, look, here's here's Mayday Parker and like shoving Mayday in uh, everybody's face and showing pictures off of her. May Hughes is exactly the same. He is he is proud of his family. Now in this one, in this adaptation, um, he doesn't have a daughter yet. In in the manga, his wife is pregnant, and um, I know Winery actually helps give birth to their their daughter. In the first one, um, in the first anime. They've already had their daughter, and I can't remember her name for the life of me. I want to say in Brotherhood, similar situation. Uh, they actually, I think they show up. They don't have the daughter yet, but then they like jump up to where she's a little bit older at one point in time. Um, so he, in this one, he's he's proud of his wife. He's he's doting on her, making sure that she is comfortable because she's pregnant. Um, he's a friend of Ed's. He's also a friend of of Mustangs. And he, they, they came, I guess you could say through the Academy together kind of thing. Uh, he believes in Mustang's vision and wants to help him rise the ranks. And Hughes also, he, he befriended, uh, Ed because I think it was just, he, he saw that Ed needed the, um, the not the leadership, the uh, mentorship. He needed somebody there that is that he could kind of help guide. But he's, I mean, he's Hughes was is a great character. Um, give you a spoiler alert: he dies in this. The death didn't have as much uh, gravitas as it did in the show or in the manga, but. I think that's only because you're you have him longer in those. Um and there's another death in here. And I, I did post this on Twitter. Um the anime there's a moment where these two this character gets killed off. Well, this character becomes something. Um and it's sad. It is it is heartbreaking. And it is heartbreaking here, but I think it's only heartbreaking because at least like in, in cartoon and anime form, you do get to know the characters and it, it hurts in here. You don't, the character isn't around long enough for you to get attached to them, but knowing the history, it still hurts. Yeah. Actually, I can just go ahead and get into that. Now after Winnery comes back, Winnery comes and fix Ed's arm Ed and Al are introduced to this alchemist called uh, named Shao Tucker. And he is the only one that I think is his uh, moniker is the sewing life alchemist. He is the only one who's been able to create a talking chimera. And it only said a couple words, I think like three words, like kill me, please. Uh, and then it died. And that was a couple years back. And now like the state is one of those, you know, they were like, hey, you need to, if you want to keep your funding, you got to do it again. And so he hasn't been able to replicate that. Like he, we see Ed talking to him and we see a bunch of different chimera, like I think a rat and a bird together kind of a thing. Um, a few different ones, but never a, chimera, a chimera that talks. So we're introduced to him. 
we're also introduced to his daughter, Nina. Uh, and there's like one day when Ed and Al and Winry are there playing with Nina and the dog. I can't remember the dog's name now. Um, but it's, so yeah, it, that's, that's going on. Uh, at one point, Ed is called away to go visit, go try and find this Dr. Marco. Um, because he, what did they say? He used to work in central and he might have some information about the philosopher stone. So Ed and Winry leave. Al stays behind because Tucker wants to talk to him about some things and, uh, maybe be able to figure out how he got bonded to the armor. And it's, it's interesting because Tucker brings up the idea of like, Hey, how do we know that you're actually really somebody? How do you know that, that your memories are your memories? Like they could easily be implanted by Ed to pretend like he has a brother, uh, which starts Al on the path of like, well, am I real kind of a thing? Uh, so while that's all going on with Tucker and Al, uh, Ed and Winry, they come to this town. They end up finding Dr. Marco. Uh, and then they meet the homo uh, homunculi. Homunculus? Yeah. The homunculus. Because I think homunculi are the plural version. Anyway. Uh, lust and she is this pretty woman who uh, is very deadly uh, she she's got her fingers are able to like become daggers kind of thing like very, just think um lady chic lady shrike i can't remember her name now uh x-men villain who her her fingers can like grow out and as like claws kind of thing only these can extend infinitely if you want if she wants to uh, we we are introduced to the homunculi earlier, lust, envy, and gluttony, because the pastor, um, he was actually working for for them. Um, oh yeah, I should probably tell you that the stone, the philosopher's stone that he had in the very beginning was fake. Um, Mustang found that out when he uh, he showed up and basically burnt it away because Mustang is. The flame alchemist, he's able to create flames um, with his alchemy. Uh, Hughes doesn't have an alchemist. He's not an alchemist. Put that out there now. Um, Where was I at? So the priest, he goes to the homunculi and basically explains, hey, I did everything you wanted. Um, we could still spin this. I know the city is kind of against me right now, but like I can still... It's all your guys' fault for giving me a, a fake Philosopher's Stone. And I think Envy is just like, oh, really? So it's our fault. Um, and Envy, Envy's power is he can shapeshift. So he shapeshifts into this priest and Lust kills the priest. And it's like, all right, cool. Well, I guess I will take over for you. Oh, darn. Uh, and then Gluttony can, he's, if you haven't figured it out, he, um, 
he eats a lot. He's a bigger guy. And just like his whole body opens up and he eats the priest, the, the body of the priest. So with Envy now as the priest, as the sh- as that progresses, we do hear sporadically throughout the episode that there was uh, uh, an upheaval in the town. I think it was Riol, I think is what the, the town was called. Um, there's an upheaval there because uh, later on, the Hughes, when Hughes shows up, he brings uh, Major General Haruko, Haruko, uh, and he kind of lets on that, hey, there's a there's a war, there there's fighting in Riolo, the one city. Um, we'll we'll see some more of that here uh, in a minute. So, but back to Lust. Lust shows up and kills Marco, and is gonna attack. Uh, well, he doesn't. She doesn't. Uh, she sort of attacks Ed and Winry, basically saying, "Hey, you stay out of it. You are, uh, you're a perfect sacrifice for later. Like you, we we can't touch you, but we could definitely hurt the rest of these people." And so she kills uh, Marco and then leaves. Uh, but before he does officially die, he pulls out a scrap of paper and gives it to Ed and tells him about Laboratory Five. Just Go to lab, lab, lab number five, um, and then he dies because, obviously, like I said, he's there to try to find out about philosopher's stone, and Marco didn't want to give anything up. Um, when they get back, they get back to, uh, well, Ed goes back. Winry says she'll talk to the authorities and get everything figured out. So Ed goes back gets back to Tucker's and when he walks in, he can't find Al. Al is nowhere, but he walks into Tucker and he's got a new chimera and it, it's a talking chimera. And this is when Ed pieces it together that the first chimera that uh, Tucker made was of his wife and I think a dog because his wife has been missing for like left two years ago. And now Nina and the dog, Alexander, this is his name. That just popped in my head. Um, are missing. And this chimera is like I, in the show. God damn. In the show, it was rough. Um, because you got to get to know Nina and when, she, when the Chimera is talking, um, it basically says like, you know, Edward, come play with me kind of a thing. But, and it's having trouble talking in the show. It's like Edward, come play with me, Edward. Uh, so it's kind of, that kind of a thing in here. And here was a little rougher because it's like, Ed, Ed, come play with me, Ed. Like, it's a little more upbeat. So then that's why it doesn't have the same weight as the show did. But it still is uh, like this guy is a monster for one, killing his wife, two, killing his daughter. Like, I, I whatever. And 
Ed is about ready to kill him. Like he's punching him. He is hurting him. Al pops in and is able to convince him to stop. But uh, it was hard because even Al says that if he continues talking, if Tucker continues talking, that he'll be the one that will uh, kill him. So all of that's going down. Ed is having like a, a crisis of conscience, sort of, um, because Marco's dead. Tucker is a piece of shit. And while all that's happening, Al himself is having like a, am I real? Like, is this what's going on kind of thing? And then we get um, Ed talking to Hughes and this new uh, subordinate named uh, Lieutenant Ross. And they are helping him try to figure out where Laboratory 5 is. They're trying to follow the information that Marco gave. As they're talking, the Major General uh, Haruku walks in and he's like, I've heard about this laboratory five. And it's like, it's here. And he points to, this is what this building is, what they used to call lab five. And Ed sees it. It's this cannery on like the, on the West side of town. And so he's going to, he like rushes out, grabs, uh, Al and Winery and they're going to rush over there and, and, and look at it. Well, after he leaves and Ross gets uh, new orders from uh, Haruko to report to East City where uh, Mustang is, I think. Yeah. Um, he basically sends Ross out. Ross has to go somewhere else. And then he's looking at the map. He's like, man, I just, there was a, the revolt in Riol and, you know, the war in Ishval. Just so much bloodshed lately. And then he walks out. And Hughes is just left standing there like over the map. It's like, what? What's going on? What? Um, and it, it's it's not great, for one. Because he he pieces together what's going on. And he, he's actually able to figure out where the real Lab 5 is. Um once he 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 figures out like lab one one through four like are these spots and they're all equal distant from each other and he's able to figure out what lab laboratory number five is and realizes that what is going on with the layout and he's he pieces it together from not only from the city but also the the country because there was border skirmishes all over the place, like up north and the west and, and all that, and obviously wars over here and all over there. Well, as he's doing that, he uh, he hears Lust come in, and she's like, oh, now you've learned too much, and I have to kill you. Although Hughes is pretty quick on his feet. He throws a dagger and uh, you know gets her right in the forehead. Sadly, he does get... Uh, a finger through the shoulder. And so he goes running out thinking his, he's killed lust and he makes, he gets his way to uh, a phone booth only to have, like he's trying to call Mustang and because Mustang is the one person he trusts, um, only to have Mustang behind him with a gun 
Uh, and then he shoots him and kills him. We do get uh, some what's going on. Like, uh, and I can just say it here. Um, the backstory of this is, is that Mustang, once it gets connected, uh, Hughes gets connected on the phone. Mustang's on the phone, talk, like, talking. Like, what's going on? What's going on? And Hughes is like, all right, who are you? Like, you're not Mustang. And he's about ready to throw in a dagger. And Envy, because that's who it is, Envy, pretending to be Mustang, transforms into his wife. And he's not going to attack his wife. Uh, and then she shoots and um, kills him. There are a couple witnesses, which is, this is another thing that was kind of iffy is, is Envy is able to kill Hughes as his wife, but then quickly transfers back to Mustang so that the witnesses can see Mustang as the murderer so that the anybody associated with Mustang gets arrested, uh, which we'll see here in a minute. Um, so yeah, that, that whole happens. And while he's dying, he's able to, to relay a message to, um, Mustang on the phone. Uh, and Hughes says that lab five was the old military prisoner of war building. Uh, so that when we see Mustang coming into the city later, he is heading strictly for that building, and it's it's an old building that is not being used anymore, but yet is heavily guarded by military forces. So what's going on there? Back with Ed, Al, and Winry, Al basically calls out Ed, being like, am I real? Did you make up my memories? What's going on? Um, they fight. While it was a touching moment, it also... I'm not going to say there wasn't any weight behind it. Because in the show and in the manga, you've got multiple chapters of build-up to this moment. And this, you've got an hour of a movie. Maybe an hour and a half. So I, I'm not going to say it wasn't earned, but I am going to say it was rushed. Um, I don't know. I it, it There's moments that I wish would have been translated for the movie. And maybe it was and it just had to, get, had to be cut. Again, this movie was two hours and 15 minutes long. It was already pretty long. But at the same time, trying to adapt an anime into a movie is it can be rough. Um, either way, once, once that gets all settled, they figured out that the cannery was not the actual um, spot for this lab five. Uh, they have the fights, everything gets worked out. Um, and then I, I do like it, how it gets worked out better in the show, if I'm being honest. Whatever, sorry. I can't not, you know, compare the two. Uh, so once they leave, Ed gets ex escorted. Like, he gets uh, picked up by uh, a, a, a group of military people. Because, like I said, anybody associated with Mustang gets is getting arrested. 
because so when they actually drop him off in in to be held, uh, Riza Hawkeye is there, and so they they're talking. Uh, Ed figures out what's going on because Riza tells her uh, he is not happy that um, you know what's going on because Hughes was his friend. They do end up escaping, and they're able to get to Laboratory 5, and they meet up with, with Mustang. They also meet up with Ross. Ross is um, leading a bunch of military men to arrest Mustang, and at this point, uh, Hawkeye, Riza, and uh, Ed show up, and they're like, hey, you uh, don't do what you're doing. Don't kill, like, you can't kill these people. Um, and Mustang, he he uses flame alchemy. He, he wears special gloves with the transmutation circle on them to allow him to basically just snap to do his alchemy because he's a flame alchemist. Um, and he burns Riza alive. A few different times. Like, he just, like, pours on the the fire on her and kills her. And there is a charred husk just sitting there. And Ed's just like, what did you do? Like, that's murder. And all of the military guys have their guns pointed at, at Hawkeye. Or, I'm sorry, at, um, at Mustang. And then the body starts talking. And the charred remains... Go back to being Riza, uh, and Riza just like, well, hell, how did how did you know? And Mustang's like, uh, Ross's mole. I sorry, I said Riza a second ago. Goes back to being R- Ross, and and Hawkeye or Mustang's like, Ross's mole is on the other side, and Envy because it's who it is is like, huh, all this time. One mistake I had. And like does this little like hand flourish and it disappears from the one side and appears on the other. Looks really good. And then morphs into Envy. Lust comes walking in with gluttony. And it's just like, all right, cool. So uh, we got to kill y'all now. Because y'all are too close. Like we wanted to... Like, we still can't kill uh, Full Metal Alchemist over there. Full Metal Boy, as Lust keeps saying. But, like, the rest of you, you're all dead. You're all dead meat. To the point where Lust even looks at Gluttony and is like, hey, you can eat, eat all those men. And he's like, cool. Like, Lust says I can eat you all, so I'm going to. And so he opens up his gut and just, like, starts walking toward them. Um, as they're shooting at him, running away, nothing's happening. Because they're all homunculus. And the the I guess I probably should mention that homunculus are made they I'm not gonna say they can't die, but they are uh they they're essentially immortal. Um so let's see here. Uh do 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 Oh, it gets revealed at this point that Tucker escaped from from being held 
And once uh, Lust and Envy hear this, they're like, wait, he escaped? Like, that's that's a pain in the ass. Now we have to go clean up that mess. And they basically, um, like, Lust attacks Mustang, hurts Mustang, and that's to allow, uh, like, he, Mustang basically draws out Lust's attention to allow uh, Ed to go run off to try and stop, I think, Envy, or try and stop what's going on in the lab. Um, so once Lust hurts, like, stabs Mustang, she's like, all right, cool, I'm done, and, like, leaves. And Mustang and Riza Hawkeye are basically chasing after her. Um, obviously, Mustang with a a hole in his gut. But Ed gets up into the lab, finds what's going on, and realizes uh, that Al had been kidnapped. Al and Winry had been kidnapped uh, by Tucker. So, like, the lights come up. Al is laying prone on the table. Like, he can't move at all. Winry is knocked out on the couch. And Tucker is just spouting off a shit ton of nonsense about how, hey, like, we're the same person. We've done all these, like, we both have created life, yada, yada, yada. Threatens Ed to be like, look, you gotta get rid of your arm because I know your alchemy is uh, dangerous. Um, and he... Al is, I'm sorry, Ed is one of the few who can transmutate without a circle. Like, all he does is clap his hands together, and then he's able to, you know, touch whatever surface he needs to create whatever he wants to create. Um, and so that's why Tucker's like, all right, get rid of your arm. I can't, can't deal with that. And so Ed... Uh, listens and we're going to hold you in suspense because I realized we should take another ad break. So uh, let's go ahead and take that ad break and uh, similar to what I said before, don't get to control the ads, yada, yada, yada. Uh, we'll be right back after these messages. And we are back. Alright, so uh, like I said, Tucker convinced Ed to break his arm and he literally like he he uh rips it off like he 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 transmutates like he he does the clap and basically like touches it and breaks it off of the shoulder uh, and then kind of like throws it on the ground and it's like tucker's just like all right cool thank you for that but he's basically talking nonsense uh and then he gets stabbed by lust uh through the chest and dies and Lust is just like, okay, yeah. So uh, looks up to the stairs and is talking to somebody saying, hey, uh, you're overstepping your bounds. This guy was not in the plan. Uh, what do you think you're doing? Oh, I should also mention that Tucker um, made... Hmm. Forgot to mention this earlier. So Ed has a reoccurring dream. That when they were trying to transmutate their mom back when they were younger, he goes in front of this door doorway, 
Uh, it's called The Gate of Truth. And he sees this figure, this like misty figure sitting there. And the figure is talking to him, basically saying, hey, so uh, you want to do a thing, but you can't. So, but I can let you do see stuff. And he gets sucked in through the door. And he starts seeing a bunch of things. And then he pops back out. He's like, oh, now I understand what I went, what went wrong. I understand what I did and how I can fix it. But there's just a little bit more. Like, I, I need to see some more. And the Misty thing's like, yeah, but that's all you can see for the toll you paid. And you see Ed's leg disappear and appear on the Misty figure. That I think it's, his name is called Truth. I could be wrong. I don't remember. Um, and so he gets brought back to in his dream. And I got to say it's a dream because they had child actors before. Now it is the current actor in the same scene. And in, you know, in anime form, it's easy to draw kids and look and the like. But it, this one, they did an adult, which is fine. Because I don't think I could handle a uh, little kid losing his arm and a leg. Is what it is. Uh, so you see the scene. Ed's back on in, in his house. Uh, his leg is gone, bleeding. Ed's... Al has disappeared. And he's like, I bring him back, bring back my brother. I'll give you my arm, my leg, my body. I don't care. Just bring back my brother. Um, and so he does another transmutation circle, uh, or another alchemist event, uh, gets in front of truth again, this time sacrificing his arm. And that's how he's able to bind Al's soul to the armor. I say that because Tucker forced Al to do something to go see Truth. They don't say what. I, I unless it was unless it was transmute people to, and that's the that's the crux of um, the Philosopher's Stone. Uh, which actually no, I don't think it is what he did. I don't somehow Tucker made Al do something to go in front of the gate of truth to see the truth. I don't think they ever actually explained what it was. I, and I could be wrong, and I may have just missed it. I don't remember. Um, but then it's also revealed that the philosopher's stone to create it, you need to sacrifice live humans which is what Marco was doing in lab five years ago and why he ran away because he, what he was doing was unethical and he had to GTFO. So all this gets revealed. Tucker gets killed. Lust is talking to the stairs and out from the door on top of the stairs comes major general Haruko, um, and he's like, yeah, so uh, I know I was working for the homunculus, but uh, Tucker explained a ton of things to me and all these philosopher's stones that were made from all of the prisoners in this prisoners of war base. And there's just hundreds of philosopher's stones. He's like, I'm going to take these and I'm going to put them in my 
army of dummies, homunculi dummies, uh, up there. And then lights come on, Ed looks up, and there is just a bunch of dangling dummies, uh, which I had mentioned earlier, just hanging there. And the Major General uh, throws a switch, and all of these philosopher's stones get sucked up these tubes, and then they get implanted into all of these, these dummies, which this is the part where it looks funky when they're coming alive, because they are... Think the um, the mannequins in Westworld season four, like the um, the the yeah, the androids, I guess, and the very like the the ones that were running the city, and if like making sure that people were actually um, robots and not humans, it's those like you don't. There's no face. It's just uh, it's just a body and no face. Uh, that's kind of what it is, just more streamlined. It's more, like, smooth. Uh, and then when the Philosopher's Stone gets into the body, it goes up to their head. Uh, they have one eye come out that makes them look like a Cyclops. And then, like, their mouth split open, and, like, they have these giant white teeth. It looks really weird. And, like, this scene, this scene when they're that's happening doesn't look good. When they get released from their binding and they start falling down on the ground it doesn't look good but then when they start to stand up because they are indestructible because of the philosopher's stone um that looks good like those actually look real regardless um heroku is like this is my army this could be great you guys go listen to me uh, they end up attacking him and killing him shocker uh and then very very Walking Dead style. Like, they just, they come up and they just, like, one's, like, bites him. And then another couple, like, swarm him. And then they just, like, they all dogpile on him and are eating him. Uh, and then this is where Mustang and RZA, uh show back up, helping out um, Ed. They start killing these, or, like, Mustang starts, like, fire bombing these guys. None of them are dying except the ones that have their heads basically like blown off. And so he tells Riza, I was like, hey, go out to the gate, get the army guys. Like, if these guys escape, um, it's going to be hell in the city. So stop them. You got to blow off their heads. Uh, that's how you go stop them. And so she does. And while this is happening, you've got Ed running up to, to Al Winery. Um, I had to mention Al seeing the truth because now he can do transmutation without a circle. All he's got to do is clap his hands and uh, do whatever he wants because that's the whole, like the hand clapping is the symbolization. They're making the circle in their body, which is why they're able to do alchemy without a drawing transmutation circle. Um, he's able to get these like cage off uh, the dummies from them. And uh, basically, Ed says, hey, can you go, like, you need to stop them from getting out. He's got to go chase after Lust, because Mustang is chasing after her. Um, in the meantime, Lust is like, yeah, this is a problem. Hey, Gluttony, go eat everything. Do what you want. Um, so he, he's off doing all that, while 
Mustang is finally there, uh, stops and stops lust. And also is like envy shows up. Um, and he like burns envy a couple times. Um, but then Ed notices, they both notice that envy isn't regenerating as quickly as he used to. And so they're able to piece together that this is probably like he's on his last life. Um, and a Mustang takes the opportunity, burns him up one more time. He gets stabbed, I think, in the shoulder again, or is almost stabbed. I, I can't remember. Um, but then Lust is like, yeah, so um, F you. You know, we're, we're not supposed to kill you, Full Metal, but uh, you've pissed me off enough that I don't care anymore. And so she tries to kill kill Ed, but then Al shows up and um, hurts Envy and blocks off enough. Like, I think he puts like a wall up and blocks off enough to where when Mustang finally like gets his bearings, he's just firebombing, firebombing, firebombing. Um, and then he like reaches into lust like chest and rips out the philosopher's stone and burns her. And she dies. She, she's dead. Envy's dead. Lust is dead. Um, gluttony is looking on from like the roof and he's, he's mourning and he's sad. Um, Mustang is like, all right, cool. So, um, Hey, I, I got, you know, here is the philosopher's stone hands it to Ed. It's like, okay, this is what you wanted. And Ed and Al kind of have a talk. It's like, you know what? This, as much as I want my body back, I don't want it. Be, you know, it'd be, it'd be wrong to have it back, especially after all the lives lost to make this Philosopher's Stone. So Ed uses the stone one more time or uses the stone to go in front of the gate of truth and talk to truth. And then he looks over and there is Al's body in front of another gate of truth. And he looks at Al. He's like, I'm going to get your body back. We will see each other again. Uh, and then he comes back and he's like, yeah, I'm not, I can't uh, do this with the philosopher's stone. We'll find another way. And he even says, hey, I found like your body was there. And I mean, it looked emaciated. I mean, he's growing, but he's not eating because he's in, you know, this other world. He's not getting substance. But um, yeah, it, uh, that basically ends with them riding um, the train home, I, I, I would assume, back to um, Rockbell. No, when these last names rocked out, wherever their home is, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Um, and it is, uh, like it wasn't bad. Like I, I enjoyed this movie. Like I said, there are some parts that were that that weren't the greatest, but if I'm, I'm gonna give this a rating because uh, I think I'll, I'll give all of them a rating. This one so far is 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 a seven point two five. Like I, I enjoyed it a lot. But it's not 
like there's there's problems with it that could have easily been fixed. Um, the other the other major problem is is I watched this before and I forgot. That's not something you want with the movie. You want the movie to be memorable, uh, and maybe even memorable enough to come back a couple times. I didn't remember any of this, and it, I didn't remember until I started watching it. But that's to say it wasn't bad. Now I've never seen part two and three. Now those came out in 2022, uh, in like May and June of 2022 in, in Japan. And then like August, September in, uh, internationally on Netflix. So I haven't seen those two. Uh, we'll be watching them probably next couple episodes, uh, for this show. So, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping that, they're able to fix some of the problems that this one had, like trying to not make it feel like it's just episodes from the show crammed into the movie. I, I don't think they're going to be able to, to not have that feel that way, but I don't know. Like there's, there's things in here that they didn't have. Uh, a couple of major players were the Armstrongs, which I'm hoping are in the next couple, because especially the uh, the one Armstrong. But um, but also uh, and now's teacher, she didn't show up in this one. She's a major player. There is a, a prince from one of the neighboring countries that just wasn't in here, and he shows up fairly early in the in the anime and the manga so I don't, I don't know like i i know we're gonna have a couple of the other homunculus and i mean I've, if you figure it out the homunculus are the seven deadly sins so we've had three so far we've got four more to go um i'll be interested to see how those four play out in the movies um but we will see uh we'll also see that there is i, I don't know uh we'll We'll watch it. We'll figure it out. Come along with me on the ride. Uh, but thank you all for, for listening. Thank you all for checking this episode out. Uh, let me know how it did. Uh, hit me up on, on Twitter uh, at walk the verse or my own Twitter at um, underscore actually underscore. My DMs are open. You can always just hit me up. We can talk about anything. Let me know if there's something you want me to check out. Like if there's something you want me to talk about, if, you know, I, I'm always open for suggestions, uh, and I love to love to co- uh, converse with people most of the time. Um, but thank you all for listening and we will catch you next time.